welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and humanity's ascension in 2029. First off, I want to say that the protocol that I use when we work is designed to keep us insulated while we're working in these other realms. But the realms that we're working in are actually levels of heaven. And we're being allowed to enter into these realms for greater service. Not everyone gets to go into these realms. I mean, I was highly initiated to do this kind of work. They were serious initiations. (laughs) Jonathan, I know you've been initiated already for this level of work. Your journey to Peru was part of that initiation. Oh boy, was it. (laughs) Bennett's been initiated. I don't know your life story, Chrissy, but I'm sure you have been initiated, but you're basically half our ages here. So we have a lot of earth time in this particular lifetime, but we all have eons of time where we have been working at these levels. And so there is a a spiraling action of going further and further in for each level that you go into, there is I call it initiation. Basically, you are tested if you can hold that space. So space has its own resonance or frequency. And you're basically being tested to see if you can hold that space. And you're given a certain amount of time to be able to hold it in. And then if you're not able to, then the space moves on. There's nothing personal. If you're exceeding the space, then of course you move into a more expanded space, moving out of density, constantly moving into higher vibrancies of energy of light. So basically we are working beyond frequency. We're working in light vibrancy, which are the frequencies of heaven. And I've worked with some people who think that they can just go out and start doing this work. And they find out that things fall apart right away because they're not connecting with people who can actually hold the frequency. People's egos get involved and it just goes to pot. I spent years get a solid group that I could work with because every group I've worked with, it eventually blew up. Someone couldn't hold the frequency of where we were going. So this is not about scaring you or anything. It's just about well, the reality of what we're doing is, is um, important and it deserves a certain level of respect for where we're being allowed to enter. When we're working with the masters, they actually create a medallion around us. So that's one of the reasons I call them in because they're here to assist us and they're always ready to assist us. They actually protect us. They protect our vulnerable places, the solar plexus, the mouth of God center are the two places where light workers are attacked by dark shadow energies, entitized energies. When you have dedicated, and this is all in my book, by the way, when you have dedicated your life to service, you'll be tested either by your family, by the group body you're in, by your nation. My teacher called it a dweller energy. It's an entitized energy that is made up of all the conditional responses that people have based on fear, competition, and jealousy, 
it's got to be my way or the highway attitudes, right? I was tested like that in one of my spiritual groups, actually <laughs> two of my spiritual groups. Those were karmic relationships and I needed to work that out. And it was worked out through dweller energies. That initiation happens when you're ready to move past the egotistical shell, your ego energies. You'll be tested by all that stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't give it any power, but it's just a lot of junk that people have that they hold on to. When you're moving past the ego and the control mechanisms of the ego, you'll be placed in a situation where you get to work that out and actually stand in your power for the light. Basically, we are dark and light. Shadow is different than dark. Shadow is the weird stuff. <laughs> the dark is the womb space, the place where we are birthed out of, where we birth from. Hey, Sonia, is that also known as the void? Absolutely. Yes, the void. So basically, when we're traveling, we go into the void to source and then just be open to where we're guided to go, wherever we are needed in service. And the other important thing when you're doing this kind of work, and especially not only this kind of work, but anything that you're doing in life, when you dedicate it to something, uh, you are then increasing your grace tenfold because you are always putting yourself in service. When I get up, I dedicate my day, my practices, my prayer, everything that I do every day is dedicated in service to Sophia or whatever you want to call source, God creator. Every minute of my life is being utilized for the good for the greater good. And even if I misstep during the day, even that is in service because I'm learning on behalf of everybody how to balance my energy, how to balance energies in this third dimensional plane. If I don't say it specifically out loud, I say it inward that I'm dedicating this work that we're doing. Anyone have anything they want to add or comment? Yeah, I, I was just going to say that what I found is the less conditions that I have in my life, the more I am living it. I love that. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I was trained as a warrior, so I tend to take a hard line with things. <laughs> and then it's I had a dream experience quite a while ago when I guess I was going through a real stressful time. In dream, I was at a table read for a movie, which basically is the very first day that you're going to film a movie. You get all the actors and a lot of other people involved in the production, and you're at these big tables, and you're literally reading the script so i'm in this movie and so is robert de niro who often is like the most intense person you want to ever see and all of a sudden he lifts up his head and says bennett lighten up <laughs> so that was a saint germain joke 
being Robert De Niro, but it was pretty funny when the most intense guy around tells you to lighten up. It was a fun experience. Anyway. All right. So let us uh, begin our work. The Christ Code Mantra and the Chakra Codes are really important because of the power that they do have in aligning us and clearing the field. If you guys need copies of these codes, you can get them on my website. All right. So it's Aki and Ovi, and the DNA codes are 0133-943-647-0. Do one round of the Christ Code Mantra. Okay, so the chakra codes, besides clearing and aligning your chakras, they also do what's called axitonial alignment, which is they help integrate the planetary vibrations which you might call the music of the spheres. Your chakras are the ones that take those energies in and process them. And they can throw your chakra system out. This, just saying one round of the chakra codes will automatically reset all your meridians. Start with the heart. When you finish your work, it's important to hold that space for the person who's still inside. All right, now I'm going to call in the Ascended Masters. I'm also inviting in the Solar Archangels and the Galactic Archangels. I'm also inviting in the Goddess Team that works with us. Any other beings of light that wish to support our work today, you're most welcome. Working for the greatest and the highest good. Christ Codes, the Elementals working with the Christ Codes and giving Gratitude for the fairy kingdom that does all the building for us on the inner planes so that our earth plane can be what it is today. So we thank you for your service and pray that one day you too will be able to live back on the surface of the earth in your full glory. And so let us uh, surround ourselves in concentric circles of luminescent rainbow white light to bless our souls and spirit free to move in and out of the space-time continuum where we are fully aligned with our divine selves so pause this recording okay so everyone's done jonathan dear you want to go first might as well <laughs> Okay, this is what I got today. The first thing that I saw was that I was in a room, a large room. In front of me was a black curtain. The curtain then separated in the center and behind the curtain, there was a large picture glass window. The window was from the floor to the ceiling. It revealed the expansion of space. Center of the space was a spacecraft that in a lot of ways resembled Saturn. The circular orb and across the center of the orb, there was something that resembled one of the rings of Saturn. It was floating in space just outside the picture glass window. I was 
looking and thought, I had the feeling that the spacecraft that I was seeing was part of a fleet and that I was on board a mothership. I had the sense that we were going to a new world, a new home. I didn't see any other craft outside the window, but I did have a sense that there was several ships in a fleet or a flotilla or something traveling to a new home. And that's what I got. Okay. This also reveals what I've been working on more consciously lately, which is really perceiving that which I am my consciousness as a full entity outside of this body, this personality. So, okay. Feeling more acutely the full consciousness of that which I am. It is as if I am moving outside of my body, knowing that it is fully protected to move into space far above the planet. As I am experiencing this, I sense the same for the three of you. It looks like we are joining forces as if holding hands, though I'm not really seeing bodies. And we are moving towards this sun, which seems to be radiating on the outside, first the violet, then the blue, and then the blazing white gold. We are entering this sun, and inside of this, we are in some kind of chamber, though I can't see any defining structures like walls. There are many beings here. It is a council meeting of some kind. There is a table, holds at least 12 people. These are triads coming together and we are being overlighted by our guides and archangels. This is a solemn and joyous event. It is a formal introduction of all of us together. I sense that this symbolizes either the four triads we had envisioned previously are those individuals who will ultimately be participating in our larger council. It is suggested that we seek to consciously go to these council meetings during our sessions when it feels appropriate. It need not be every time, though there is no limit. At these meetings, it is also suggested to look at various issues on Gaia that would benefit from intervention or a significant shifting of energies. There are many to choose from, ecological, climate, safety, food availability, water, and so forth. The idea in this missive is to encourage this expanded grouping to address specific concerns occurring in the 3D reality in the now. Though it has been said that what you call aliens can't fully intervene, there is no mandate that says advanced participation, such as this council, formed from those who are experiencing 3D reality can't work together as in and out of body entities. It is what you would call a cosmic intentional loophole. Wow, nice. Thanks. Okay, so I got a series of images that I'll share and then I'll unpack the meaning that I got with them. And of course, if 
it sparks anything. I'm open to more insights because everything came through as symbols for me this time. They came in this succession. There was a waterfall and then there was a moose. Then there was hands making a pyramid, but then it was a row of hands that was like a corridor that turned into a keyhole, like a tunnel, but specifically it was a keyhole, like looking through a huge long keyhole. And the unpacking that I got around it is the energy of what feeds and heals us flows through the waterfall and the moose is our most powerful parts of ourselves. And the hands are our expressive self and also that symbolism that help is here. And the pyramids that the hands made were symbolic of initiation and a job well done and also bringing in body mind spirit trinity and power integration and balance the keyhole was our connection to wisdom and knowledge and the inner awareness that helps to open up the door of all that is true and brings you through that passageway to higher levels of consciousness and of course new insight expanded reality and then a song came into my head and the lyrics of the song is it's so easy so basically it's so easy to repeat it over and over again so that part it's so easy there you have it. Beautiful. I love it. Got all the symbology feels pretty full. The only thing I would uh, add at the waterfall symbolic of grace flowing into your life. So you've said that pretty much. Yeah. Waterfall was set off in the background uh -huh. and the moose came in more at the foreground, standing in still water, looking back towards me and then looking down at the water and looking over at the waterfall. It was all very passive, serene, connected, and certain. Those would be the words I would say. Yeah, the keyhole is, I don't know if that was part of the initiation, but a keyhole is you have to unlock the key. You have to unlock it, right, through initiation to get to the knowledge behind it. And yes, I was getting the sense of, it's like we hold value being the key. We hold value being what lies behind the door, but the real initiation is passing through the keyhole because it's like the rest doesn't hold any value or have any meaning without transportation. And the corridor represents a passage of time, also a transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that really aligns because it really was that even the process itself of revealing the keyhole was like a, a transformation and a progression of events. So it almost, almost, when I was reflecting on it as we were getting ready to share, reminded me of the whole Alice in Wonderland key kind mm. of thing. Huh. 
so much that's wrapped up in that story. I would hesitate to associate it all with that, but but definitely that same kind of bigger truth behind all that, that yeah. kind of idea. Because how are you going to be inside of a keyhole and have it look like this long corridor and have it be something that stretches over you? Know? Yeah. So what's clear to me in our gathering today is that we're each receiving individual perspectives. Jonathan, you're the starship captain. Chrissy, this is really more of a vision of your experience. Yeah, we're all part of it. This is all part of our experience, but it's designed more specifically to our own specific alignments, you might say. It's interesting because it's almost like telling the same story, but using completely different words and characters for each of the stories from all three of ours, I feel like, because as Jonathan was speaking, I was like, that's exactly what I got, but not at all what I got. And then same with Venice. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what all this was, but not at all. Exactly. So it, it really helps to fill out the picture when we get it from all these different perspectives, right? So mine starts out with, I'm feeling a pulsation in my forehead as if my heartbeat is beating here. I'm now feeling this pulsation in my mouth of God center. I feel a swirling action moving into my mouth of God center. I am now seeing my etheric horns in the shape of an S. So they usually either straight or like this, but they were an S. <laughs> it's like I'm being worked on. And now I'm feeling swirling at my temples. Now seeing our diamond in the center of a large expanding sun. The diamond appears to be moving at exponential speeds, getting smaller and smaller. And suddenly there's a sonic boom as if we entered into another frequency where we now appear to be floating in an etheric blue sky. I'm getting that it's another earth system in the cosmos. I was born here in one of my live streams. I am receiving downloads for integrating my mastery from this live stream. It will begin to show up in my life through my teaching. I'm a living master on this plane. It feels like my skull is breathing and expanding as I receive this download. It will be revealed through my dreams as this is part of my soul contract for this life. That was mine. <laughs> That's exactly what was on the other side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's what was happening in that room. I just couldn't put it into words. This is the planet that your starship was going to. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. You got to drink one thing so you can fit through the keyhole. <laughs> yeah. Eat another to get back out again. And then when we arrive, this is what we're going to do, Bennett. <laughs> the innate feeling I got from my experience was we're helping really need to help Mother Gaia and all the people on it and even while there is an ascension process going on and even with the knowing that a new earth is being formed and only part of the population is probably moving to this new planet. The work here is to help set this straight as much yeah. as 
we're able to. I'm so grateful for this guidance because I've been waiting for it. I don't, I can't decide. What do you want us to work on? Obviously we have our concerns and stuff. And sometimes I bring those concerns into the meeting, but I tend to just turn it over. I like this guidance that you received. Yeah. And there are so many things going on on the planet and without allowing ourselves to get enmeshed in it. I think keeping the perspective of we left our bodies safely protected, which I think is also symbolic of not being enmeshed and moved out of it. Because when you start saying, okay, I want to focus on different things that are going on, then you automatically become more aware of what's happening in this 3D reality. So it's not to become attached. The greatest work that you can do in service and in service to yourself, the greatest amount of feelings you can get and have is by not being attached. Absolutely. It's a glorious paradox. It's all about the no conditions thing again, right? Yeah, it's unconditional. As soon as I put conditions to it, then my focus becomes limited. We want our focus to be strong in whatever it is we're intentionally giving ourselves to. At the same time, you don't want it to be limited. So if, if my expectations are just for a specific result, so for example, if I want to, I'm just coming off the top of my head, end world hunger. It's probably better to see and envision the reality where the world's population is well-nourished, fed, rather than focusing on specific situations and certainly not focusing on the people who are perhaps keeping that from happening, bringing another reality into, into form. I think our limited perspectives only give us so much that we can see, but then I think the higher world's use that to expand it into a greater I look at it this way there are many people on the planet whose whose service and function is to help correct these things so what's happening or what can happen here is all puns intended giving them the wind beneath their wings giving them the support energetically that actually can empower all those people who have specific knowledge, specific knowing, and so forth, to function. Which is part of their grace in receiving a piece of the puzzle for the solution that's needed here. Yeah. I don't know what to do in a lot of these situations, but I can certainly recognize that a lot of these situations are created by a lack of understanding of deeper principles and so on. Things we all know. So... It's coming together to enhance and support the energetics on the planet, just like the beings and guides that have been doing this for us without pause, without conditions. I guess we're being asked to step up. <laughs> <laughs> Take our place, as it were. Yeah. So what it might behoove us depending upon what all of us agree on is at some times when we get together sometimes 
to let it rip like we usually do. And other times it might be to give an intention and then see where it goes. I think it's in the flow thing. Something will happen that is disturbing that we find out about and we're concerned about it. And we bring it to the meeting rather than manufacturing something to work on as it hits our consciousness. Let us bring it into Mm. the meeting. Okay. Because that way the emotional element is there, which is Mm. so important. Yeah. That's something I'm trying to really internalize now is understanding that in this reality, it's the emotional energy that gets things done. And yet, having that emotional energy again without the attachment. It's like the beginning of my vision. We all left our bodies here and we were these undefined shapes, but we were very much having our own personalities, figuratively holding hands moving forward. So it's the greater consciousness of us connecting. So it's the micro and the macro picture. We're part of the one body of Christ, right? Through our gathering, we're creating a little body. We're merging our bodies. It's one body. It's a little body. (laughs) So it's easier to see the bigger body that we're inside of. How to fit through that keyhole. You got (laughs) to make it small sometimes. Yeah. When you work in a group, you're actually creating a group body, right? And so that's why it's important to be mindful of what you're letting into your field because because we are merging our bodies and we are connected. We're always connected as part of the one body of Christ. But because we have this special coming together, in a sense, we are more in tune with what we bring into our field could affect others in the field. That's why group bodies, when they start getting high and mighty and all that, end up persecuting their fellow disciples who are at the other end of that judgment. The whole body suffers from that, not just the people who are being projected on, but the whole body is going to have to deal with that energy. That's when it becomes entitized and a dweller kind of thing. So it's important to not go there. Yeah, I've had past experiences myself where, quote unquote, leaders of the group they were fine at first but then they got into the ego thing and all that stuff yeah it's a real temptation when you move into power that's part of the testing is to not go there have you really mastered the ego the ego is so subtle it's a a little crafty thing (laughs) i've seen my ego um put on great acting scenes, (laughs) incredible acting scenes. And in the middle of the acting, I'm just going, am I really doing this right now? Are they going to buy this? And am I going to buy it? It's the awareness. (laughs) This is an act that I'm putting on and I'm not upset. This is my ego that's trying to stay in control and trying to manipulate the situation. You're like, wow, I'm really doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. When that ego's about to die, it'll put up a big fight. Oh, that's when the fighting really starts. That's when the fighting really starts. 
and you can see it. It's going on. You can see it on Facebook <laughs> real good. But yeah, it's like it's fighting for its life. So it's trying to hold on. It's going to go down scratching, clawing, screaming all the way down. And try and take you with it. <laughs> exactly. And so that's when you definitely can't give up because you're so close. People give up when yeah. they're so close and they don't realize how close they are. Right. So I always go, if this is happening right now, this means I'm really close. So I am you going are. forward. <laughs> Watch out. Thank you for your confirmation. I'm going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also wanted to express my appreciation for our meetings. I was thinking beforehand how much I really enjoy this commitment and I really appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. We appreciate you very much. Totally. Yes, there's a lot of love going out. Oh yeah. <laughs> our beloved Jonathan unexpectedly passed from this world nine days later on January 28th. 2022. Looking back on this session, it appears he was prepared to go back to the mothership. He is greatly loved and missed on this earth plate.